Branding is important, of course, but it's the relationship with the person that you're dealing with. So that's what I used to look at, sort of dealing with other companies myself. It's like, didn't really care what the logo looked like. Building up that brand, I think, is really about the person itself. Welcome to the More Clients, Less Effort podcast, where we provide expert insights and strategies to turbocharge your business growth. I'm your host, Tim Hyde. And in this series, we'll unpack the secrets, proven systems, and the sales and marketing strategies used by successful business owners to attract, convert, and keep A-class clients on autopilot. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur looking to scale your customer acquisition or a budding startup owner looking to crack the code on attracting the right clients, you've come to the right place. Join us on this journey to building a thriving business that leaves a lasting impact. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Clients, Less Heaven. I am joined by the amazing Leith Margie here. Uh, mate, Leith, you've been in the broking game for 20 years now and you founded the Lending Therapist to help how to show clients the money, right? Of course, referring to the awesome movie with Tom Cruise, Cuba Gooding Jr. That's the one, that's the one too. The name's escaped me now, was it? What's it called? Jerry Maguire. Uh, and providing a caring, patient, and reliable focused service. If you're a small business that can use access to other people's money to allow it run more efficiently and effectively, then Leaf helps, particularly Australian businesses, find a tailored solution to help you. Now, Leaf, I know, mate, you going back way back, you uh, jumped out of high school and joined the Royal Australian Air Force as an aviations avionics technician. That's right. And then thought, bugger this, you know, there's a natural progression here, career pathway into mortgage lending. Tell me about that. Where did this where did this interest in A broking for a start, but it'll be also, you know, founding your own business come from? Yeah. Well thanks Tim and uh, just welcome everyone. So uh, yeah, look, it it's uh that offer to go into the things I really like the opportunity to try and sort of travel and fix planes and that that worked well uh, for, for a period of time and then I got out and I did a couple other jobs but the troubleshooting and the sort of trying to help clients because back then the pilots were my clients so you had to talk to them every time they brought a busted plane back so you had to talk to them and try to work out sort of where the problems were and fix it thing and so that coupled with I used to have buy and sell property during that period of time and I, mean, I had a break in myself and so yeah I sort of took Took those together, and after a couple of other roles that I did, it was just like the writing was on the wall. Actually, well, back then it was actually I was reading the newspaper, which uh, doesn't happen too much anymore. But uh, yeah, so the Sunday morning paper, and I uh, said, sent an ad for the Aussie mortgage market, and uh, yeah, went out that night and chatted to a bloke that I knew, and yeah, we just talked about loans again. And I was like, geez, you always talk about these loans stuff. Why don't you go a broker? I was like, well, okay, well, sent an ad in the morning, and I thought, it, the universe must be talking to me. So, uh, yeah. It's so, funny how that, that really happens. You sort of, you know, and, you know, applaud you for, you know, spending your 20s investing in property when most young men in their 20s are investing in growing a, a handsome beer belly, you know, from all the, the beers they're, they're drinking and occasional game of footy on the weekend and whatever else they might be doing, chasing, chasing women around. But you found yourself, uh, you know, investing, which I, you know, which I think is an amazing thing in itself but 
it's funny how you know we kind of get to this point where we turn a passion into an opportunity to go i'm really interested in this thing i'm doing it a lot you know and someone just says hey have you thought about doing this and you're like oh that seems really obvious yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right and look i think it I think the ref is really good for a few things, but it also taught me that, yeah, you know, you could turn up quite often, there was not much to do, and you sort of thought, geez, there must be more I can do throughout my life. And then sort of, yeah, got to the, got the opportunity of sort of call up my own shots and being the own boss and the opportunity to actually sort of uh, work hard and, and make something out of it. So that was, yeah, I think that was probably one of the big attractions to uh, just small business. Um, I think, of course, you always got to start out small, and it's uh, it's definitely a big learning curve when you start the business, but uh, just that jump from from sort of having POIG certainty to the uh, to the roller coaster ride of um, being a business owner, uh, yeah, you know, it took a little bit of guts, but we got there. So, yeah, what is it for you? I know a little bit about the the, the broking space, and even when you're working, you know, I guess for another lender or within a an agency like Aussie Broker Market and and, and so on, you, you're still kind of almost an independent contractor. You're still kind of building your own business within that, aren't you? Yeah. There's so many models now on sort of what you can do. But back when I first started, yes, you were a contractor to Aussie um, and that's how it sort of worked. And then you can even go off on your own. There's POG models in the broking game these days, depending on sort of where you fit into the mix and what you're looking to do and what sort of certainty. Um, but yeah, uh, been on my own as a contractor for yeah for pretty much all the time, um, and then sort of went out my own sort of steam purely and solely back in two thousand and fifteen. So, uh, so that's yeah. that's leaf lending therapist, right? Yep. Talk to me about that. Why? Why? You know, what was the some of the challenges in establishing your own brand as opposed to working under an existing one? Uh, so Aussie was a good start because it gave you the. Thinkers back then, they were the only people that were willing to take non, non-banking non staff. And so you sort of learned, learned how it sort of worked, but then you soon realised that Aussie only had a small percentage of market. And it was like, well, I could keep working for bigger names or I could sort of go out on my own. And that's kind of how it sort of sort of dawned on me that, yeah, branding is important, of course, but it's generally the relationship with the person that you're dealing with. So that's, that's why I used to look at sort of dealing with other companies myself. It's like, didn't really care what the logo looked like. They wanted leaf. Who cares what? Yeah, yeah. Like. You know, same as yeah. It's like dealing with Tim. I don't really care what Tim's cool in the background, but Tim's yeah. a good bloke, so I want to deal with him. And that's kind of, kind of how I sort of looked at it. So yeah, so building, building up that brand, I think is is really about the person itself. So uh, yeah, you know, there's some flashy stuff that you can do to, to get the branding there. But unless you've got, well, back in 2003, I think Aussie was spending. Was there were twenty six mil or thirty mil a year? I think it was on their marketing. So they said uh, spending that much, and I think they had two percent share back then. It's like, well, yeah, you know, you've got no hope. Yeah. Think unless you've got big deep pockets. So presumably, as a smaller business, um, and I know you've got um, some team members who sort of help you out in the in the back, but it's still the Leith show. How do you find the difference in terms of in terms of some of your marketing now from you know from a, a company that used to spend twenty, thirty million dollars a year in 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 advertising, you know, to to running a small shop where you all the thing. What are the what are the strategies that you're employing that you find more effective? 
Yes, yeah, so once again, you're already... spending twenty million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not indeed. Uh, yeah, look, it's. Uh, I find it's a you know it's horses for courses. So if you've got the right personality, uh, that pure online sort of social type type thing where you that uh, is running all the Facebook ads and that sort of stuff that works for a lot of people. Uh, so paid paid lead gen uh, by certain people that works. Thing for me, I'm. Yeah, I'm more of a relationship guy, so it's really about sort of just making sure that I'm building relationships with sort of key partners. Um, yeah, you know, of course, the financial planners and accountants are the sort of obvious ones, but it's also other people that I can sort of tap into because they've all got different clients. And especially when it comes to small business owners, it's good to good to have a range of sort of referral partners because that's where I sort of find that they sort of do the heavy lifting almost thing and sort of say that I'm a sort of good bloke you need to go and talk to him and that's what I find is the most effective um, thing and then just looking after your database because your clients are there and they know you so you just got uh, to stay in touch and just make sure you're looking after them. Yeah, depth of relationship so important I think when you're a, like a, a personality led brand isn't it? Yeah. You know just pivoting to you know one of the, some of your strategies I know that you run a, a regular and you know business lunch right and so leave sleep for lunches Um mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me how you kind of, I guess, germinated this idea of, of running a, you know, a business networking lunch to get together as a, as a method to, okay, I mean, again, build those relationships and attract clients. And how does that give you leverage in what you do? What have you learned from doing that experience? Uh, yeah, so started off, uh, what was that? That was April last year. And that was after sort of trying, trying some of the more sort of bigger name, uh, uh, networking style of event, so yeah, sort of the B and I's of the world and that sort of thing. I didn't did that, and um, they worked well for for a lot of people. But after a while, yeah, it's like any group. Uh, so groups will chop and change, and if it's not the right mix, it just doesn't work for you. But also that sort of regular time commitment thing it takes up a lot of your time. And I wanted when I got out, I wanted something different, and I wanted something a bit more fun. So the so the whole sort of strategy around it is to try and just make it more fun. It's a celebration event rather than pure networking. So it's about that chance because I find it's more gets done over a coffee or a glass of beer or a glass of wine than, than a lot of sort of stiff bordering style events. So that's why it's sort of people come in, you get to meet them, you get to interact and you can see and see work out if they're a good sort of fit for your network but also because some of that that you can work with and, you know, sort of websites and websites and resumes and pretty much the same. Like they always show the good stuff, but until you actually talk to them and get, get some interaction, you can't really tell sort of who you're dealing with. And that's, that was the reason is I wanted to, to get to know people in a casual environment and, uh, yeah, just bring more and more people into my network to uh, try and sort of have more and more contacts around the place. So, yeah, it's all about fun, all about relax. I think that's a, that's the thing, right? We, we do so much about you know when we you know we, we sell to people we know like and trust and and literally just before we jumped on this podcast i, I received a you know a message on on facebook right? and there was a actually you know on a post i put up actually last week's podcast right? and, the, and the guy said you know tim i've just dm'd you and i've gone okay and of course the, the um the message is hi tim hope you're doing well you know there's a little emoji on there to make it nice and personal and then straight into the sales pitch, right? Promising a hundred x ROI on my ad spend. Um, you know, I'm not over what period, which is interesting. Uh, you know, can we arrange a call to discuss further? And I've gone, you know, 
Hey, let's call Brooks. it Dave for argument's sake, right? Isn't his name? It's not actually Dave. Thanks for reaching out. And his reply to that is, are you interested in our services? And I'm like, well, you know, maybe it'd be wonderful if you actually got to know me first and decided whether I've got a problem that I want solved and whether I like you enough to want to solve it. And I think this this idea of having a really social get-together you know, on a regular basis, if you're a relationship-driven uh, enterprise like mortgage broking very much is, you know, focusing on strategies that consistently build that relationship actually, in your case, which is working really well, isn't it? Yeah. Thing in, it's one of those things is um, kind of like I sort of said at the start, it really boils down to which sort of personality or personality that you are. So if you're the sort of the quick fix and that sort of stuff within the Facebook ads and that sort of quick quick transactional stuff can work, whereas mine is a lot slower, but I find but I find the relationships are just a lot stronger. Like you sort of said before, it's about sort of understanding as the person and then yeah, you know, do I actually have a pain point or do I have a pain point further down the stuff? And if you're doing the regular regular sort of as easy going and it's conversations and getting to know people, then they just naturally sort of want to come back to you because they know you and you're not that sort of push, push, push sort of and choose car salesman and a, a type yep. type thing where it's just go, go, go. So yeah. So that one was up but deeper connection, which Correct. is Yeah, yeah. And, and that works for one person there on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best, one of the mistakes that I certainly see a lot is people think that you know, if I just become a better expert, you know, someone somewhere will suddenly recognize my expertise and, and buy from me. Whereas, you know, if we get better at building relationships, we only need to be competent at what we do. In fact, most clients don't expect us to be more than competent. They don't expect us to be an expert. They certainly expect us to be competent as opposed to incompetent. Yep. But, you know, get better at building relationships and just being good at what you do. And that is, you know, one of the secrets to success. Yeah. Correct. And then that's the key thing. And that also works on sort of my business side is, is it's all about relationships with the lenders that you're dealing with and, and you get get more done and that's with a little sort of magic wand rather than trying to go with the big the big stick and say, Yeah, that's how I sort of do things like you said, you know, I'm not the not the biggest and sort of best broker. I'm a good broker, but yeah, it's all about just just trying to constantly improve as well because there's always something happening in the market. There's always happening something with policies and say, so, so you're trying your best, but uh, uh, yeah, like I said to before, there's a couple of people that will just sort of just be trying to be that smartest person there, but they probably don't have the right personality to deal with the average client. So, uh, yeah. Let me, let me pull back the hood a bit in terms of how you manage your lunches, right? So we've got a, we've got a, a monthly get together, right? Presumably at a local restaurant. Um, how do you how do you manage, you know, who comes, guests, what do you do in that space to kind of go, I need to come back to you next time to invite you to next month's or how do you do that? Yep. Uh so it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a role between myself and one of my admin girls. Um but basically I actually I actually have a it's uh, different venues, and that's part of the excitement for me as well. As I change a venue every month, and I try and sort of mix up what's happening. So, as a might be an activity, uh, we went to Maniacs sort of recently, so you were throwing axes, and uh, this month's a beer tasting um, place, and then so we go to gin places. So it's all sort of different to the venues, and I find that's that's part of the attraction. So that's me 
trying to trying to work with small business owners as well. So the work so the small ones that have got some interaction style style vendings. Um and then it's it's pretty much a uh, it's an invite only. because uh, I don't just put it out to the mass from, from you or can a guest invite a guest? Uh both. Both. So I've got a bit of a list that I've sort of built up and as part of my part of my chats when I'm just speaking to uh, so other sort of business owners or as prospects or basically sort of whoever there is, if I get get a bit of a feel that there might be a good fit with that I'll offer it to them. Um but that's just part of a sort of a soft way into the to the relationship. And then yeah, basically they go on to the invite list and they can they can purchase a ticket if they can make it that uh, on the day. Um and then it's yeah, it's really about them trying to bring a bring a small business guest. So um yeah. That way, you kind of hope that if they're a good person themselves, then they're going to bring a good person as well. So. Yeah. So, how does this new person say you invite me because I'm a good bloke? I like to think yep. so. Yeah. Right. And I go and invite Nick because Nick's a good bloke. How does how does Nick get onto your list? Does Nick fill out a form as well? I presume Nick's registering and paying. So, there's some form of form and payment link that just gets shared on. Yeah. Correct. So, so the invite will go out to uh, to the list and then they're there's the booking link, and then people can share that. And then once you go in and you actually sort of book your book your seat and pay your pay your, uh, your money, then pretty much I capture a few key details, and then my admin girl will just make sure that they are on the they're on the list thing for future events. And then uh, yeah, part of the invite says that guests are welcome. So uh, please bring a friend for moral support or for uh, or for more fun. So yeah, someone to hold your hand. Actually, yep. it does remind me, we recorded a, an episode of Influence by Design with my co-host David on, on that podcast, Sam Riley, and and what we called Swifties, right? Uh, so Taylor Swift has managed to build an incredible following by using a very similar strategy that you're doing. And actually, she actually gets her fan base to market her to more people who can then be exposed to her product. And doing this kind of strategy that you're describing is almost exactly the same. You have a network of people that you invite. Right? Who, as you're talking to, and I know you work almost exclusively with, with business owners, not you know, PAYG employees. Um, but you know, by having them bring someone, it's effectively having your customers market to more potential customers. Right, yeah. and that that qualification round, are you a good bloke? Make sure you bring a good bloke along. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, lady, <laughs> Sheila, whatever we want to call them, ladies <laughs> in, in business as well. You know. Um, you're kind of almost pre-qualifying that you're sort of having good people bring good people who then get on your list and of course as you do more of these events they bring good people as well and it doesn't require a huge number of people to start with does it any you could probably get a dozen people together for a lunch and say hey guys we're going to do a lunch this week who wants to get together and have a good time you know share some stories and talk some business and see what opportunities we grab yeah, correct. And I like to keep the groups sort of relatively small anyway, so um, it kind of works itself out that, uh, yeah, Joey, there's sort of a dozen to 20 people that will turn up, and that, that for most venues is a sort of comfortable number as well. So, um, but it gives me a chance to sort of mingle, and there's a bit of a sort of, there's a bit of a thing that I do, it's kind of like an old-fashioned sort of dinner party, so I have a couple of icebreakers, I do some things to help make sure that everyone's intermingling, and so everyone gets a chance to Talk about themselves based on the business side and the personal side. Um, yeah, so it's really about trying to make sure that you're just not sort of turning up and stuck in the corner by yourself. Because yeah. uh, 
been to plenty of events like that before. That uh, yeah, you know, it's not much fun as you just get stuck in the corner. So. One thing I one thing I really love about this event strategy as well is a you get to stand up in the front of everybody and you know give you a little welcome pitch and say, "Hey, I'm Leith from Leith Landing Therapist. So I'm hey, I'm Tim from Winmore Clients. Thanks for coming along today. Right, yeah, this is what's going to happen." Is just by leading the group, there's an assumed authority and excellence in what you do for a job as well, isn't there? All right? And I've certainly yeah. had, you know, when I've led networking groups like what you're doing before, you know, I've had recommendation of referrals to people, uh, you know, outside of that just because I'm leading the group, the group effectively, right? Yeah. So the assumed competence at what you do as a, as a job. You know, it's just there without necessarily having up to sort of bust out all the you know marketing buzzwords to prove it as well. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, and that's that's part of that sort of uh, asset authority type stuff, which is good. It's it's there and it's not and it's not too pushy. So yeah, yeah. and and I recently well, like really easy strategy to sort of throw up, you know, as a small business, low cost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. I'm going to put this on my. T- I'm I'm definitely putting this on my to do list. A because I like lunches. And hanging out with cool people, um, but it's it, like as I said, it's a, it's a really easy, it's a low cost, um, easy strategy to put in place that can potentially build both key strategic partnerships and then clients with the right people. Yeah, yeah. We always so we finish up with some key thing. <laughs> we always finish up the podcast with a bit of a quick fire, um, and so I, I have slightly pre warmed you with these questions, so I don't catch you completely off guard. But I want to know. What's your favourite holiday movie, and what does that say about you? Uh, so the holiday movie—I don't normally watch movies on holiday, but if I did, I'd go into a cinema and try and watch a sci-fi movie, just because I like science fiction and space stuff. So you know, pick a Marvel movie, and that's probably me watching it. So yeah, the, the the Christmas blockbuster. What what's one thing in your business uh, that you didn't expect? Um, probably the roller coaster ride as big as it does get. So you do have those highs and lows, and I guess that was probably I was expecting some of it, but just that, yeah, just the sort of big, big swings aroundabouts and and trying to make sure that you've actually got people around you to support you during those times, both the good and the bad, because they they uh, they do come come and go. So yeah, I completely agree. So important to build your network and support. Around you, not just in your, you know, significant other, but also your business, um, you know, confidants and yeah, people. As well. Yeah, and sometimes your partner doesn't doesn't suit because they might not be the same the same uh, uh, to set up as far as being a business owner. So it's good I have sure, mate. I'm sure my wife doesn't even know what I do most of the days. <laughs> what's uh, what's the source of your inspiration? Source of my inspiration. Uh, so look, it's. I look at that cheesy line, but I just love helping people. So it's it it's just you know you wake up and the troubleshooting and sort of seeing people get get that sort of pain relief. And uh, so what I do, it's yeah, you know that's the thing that sort of keeps you going every day. It's like yep, cool. I found a found a solution, and these people can move forward. So uh, yeah, that's the key thing every day. Yeah, fantastic. Lastly, where can we find you online if you want to get in touch? As uh, all the usuals uh, as LinkedIn. Uh, this website, Facebook page, um, I'm sure Tim will uh, Tim will share all those lovely details with you. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes yeah. as well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
in uh, on on all good social media channels or leaf lending therapist on Google, and you'll definitely end up finding him. And if you're in business and you need some cash, as I say, show me the money. Show me the money, <laughs> Leaf. Thanks so much for joining us today, mate, and sharing um, what is a really cool and, and simple strategy to put in place. Um, and I appreciate Thanks, you. Jim. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate the opportunity. And guys, thanks for listening in today. Look forward to another episode of More Clients, Less Effort soon. If you liked today's episode, you want to catch more, make sure you click the three dots at the top of your phone, like, subscribe, and share. We'd love to see you on the next episode real soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. Join us next time for another insightful discussion filled with actionable advice and inspiring stories, all geared towards helping you grow and scale your business simply and easily. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.